We all know him. We all love him. Uh, some of us are probably going to miss him. Uh, today, we're talking all about Vladislav Gavrikov on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here with you, who with me is my co-host, Hayden Halson. And uh, today we're talking all about Vladislav Gavrikov. Before we do that, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day, every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms, on YouTube and on the SiriusXM app. We are creeping closer and closer to uh, 500 YouTube subscribers, which we really want to hit by the time the season uh, opener happens in October. So if you haven't hit subscribe, please feel free to do so. Uh, so, Vladislav Gavrikov, uh, fan favorite, sent unceremoniously to Los Angeles in the trade deadline. Uh, there was talk, I think, of... He really wanted to stay in Columbus. Um, I know when he was traded, there was a bunch of talk of like they're, they're having trouble finding somewhere to trade him because he's not interested in discussing an extension with any other team, which is that's I mean, I, I saw a lot of people being like, why are we talking about Gavrikov? He didn't want to stay in Columbus when everything I've seen has kind of been the opposite. But let's uh, let's we'll talk about that in a minute. Um Vazav Gavrikov played uh, 52 games for the Blue Jackets this season. And uh, I believe, yes, 52 games, had three goals, seven assists, uh, spent a lot of time on penalty kill, spent a lot of time on the ice in general. Hayden, how do you feel about how Gavrikov's season went before he got sent to L.A.? Yeah, I didn't think it was a great season, to be honest, Jay, but I, I just think... When you look at the defense, I mean, we ripped apart. Like, Andrew Peak was the biggest victim of this yesterday. And I went to bed at night thinking, like, man, I I really feel like I ripped Andrew Peak a new one, <laughs> especially after the blocked shots thing. So, like, I feel like when I think about Vladislav Gavrikov, I instantly think this past year didn't go good. But if you look at the stats, he actually had one of the better plus minuses on the defense. And, you know, he was going through that – part of this season where he was his name was being floated around in trade talks and his future was was up was up in the air and yet he still just came to work every day put his head down and just did what he could as a Columbus Blue Jacket which to me sticks out the most because I I don't believe you Jay honestly when you say he wants to now he I believe you when you say he wanted to be a Columbus Blue Jacket like he was cool with staying but his situation with the Kings right now is very good, very good because of the money that he got. Like he got a well-deserved raise. And I'm not just saying that because of his time in Columbus. He actually went to the Kings and played really well, too. And and what they gave up to get him, they felt like was worth it in the end. And now they got a goalie, too, out of it. So the Kings are set up now pretty nice because of Gavrikov. But off the bat, I don't think he had a good season. But then when I think about it, I'm like – he was just a guy that was going through a lot too with that whole trade thing. Like that was insane. Yeah. He spent a lot of this season trying his best to carry this team. Um, 
And I love Gavrikov. I think Gavrikov is a wonderful person and a great defenseman. Um, he's not a top pairing guy. He's never going to be the most offensively gifted guy, even though sometimes he does just kind of go rogue and decide that he's going to score a goal. And you look up and he's like behind the, the opposing goal. And I'm like, sure, why not? Sometimes he likes to do that. It's fine. I'll allow it. He also um, has a signature I believe, like I believe he had like back-to-back overtime winners uh, very early on this season, which was a lot of fun. Because again, like, of course, Vladislav Gabrikov was having breakaways in, in overtime. Why not? Um that being said, yeah, I think he had a tough time in Columbus having to be the guy after Wierenski went down. And then, you know, they tried to replace him with Boquist, who got broken. Blankenberg got broken. Bean got broken. And was like, well, I guess Gavrikov's our number one defenseman. And he did his best. Um, I think he did as good of a job as anyone can really expect. Um, and then, yeah, he went to L.A. and really shined. I think for for the Kings, um, and I think probably he ended up resigning there because he realized, hey, this is a fun group of guys, it's a fun locker room. The weather's pretty great, um, you know. He knows a couple of the guys there already. It's uh, it's a fun it's a fun town, LA, and he has yeah, really, yeah, he's really done quite well for himself. He got a big raise and will probably have le- he he's making more to do less. I think, which is that not what anyone wants in life? Yeah. And in a way, you know, he played four years in Columbus. He didn't, he didn't Jeff Carter us and like want to just leave as soon as he got here. You know, I, I do understand when people get to Columbus and they just decide this isn't the place for me and they just, you know, try to suffer through it. And I, and then they go to some place where I'm like, wow, they're getting twice as much money. They're living in a new part of the country. Like that's awesome for them. Like I really do. I, and I'm, you know, kind of putting down my own city when I say that, but it's just a matter of fact, like he, and he did, he wanted to stay here too. Like that attitude, I'm not even projecting that attitude on him at all. That's what I'm saying. He didn't have that attitude. And yet, you know that he got rewarded in the best way. And I just wish other players would feed from that example. Like, Hey, just be a blue jacket for Enjoy your time in Columbus. Like uh, there'll, there'll be another lifetime for you somewhere else. And the situation will work out. I just think the attitude that he had through all those trade rumors, like it was like months going on where his name was being floated around for a trade and he just kept coming to work and, and he had to, carry a lot of weight you absolutely nailed it he had to be the number one defenseman for this team and i think that's what caught the eye of of a team like the la kings and it, clearly it worked out he had a positive plus minus the entire series against the the oilers which is pretty darn impressive granted he's not going against their top guys because he's not on the he wasn't playing on the top d pair i don't think he was playing on the top d pair with the kings but you're also right jay he got $9 million. He earned $9 million in four years in Columbus, and now he just signed a two-year deal worth $11 million. So he's going to double his money. Um, that's that's awesome for him. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys that, like I said earlier, he's really easy to root for. Um, and I think based on how he played in Columbus, he more than earned that raise. I would have given him that money for him to be a blue jacket obviously it didn't it didn't work out like that um the blue jackets went in a different direction but and the other thing as well about gavrikov is and I've, i like to trot this out basically every other episode um this dude was a sixth round pick that's and unbelievable 
He was, he was picked 159th overall in 2015. Uh, the same draft the Blue Jackets got Zach Wierenski. Um And then, look, yeah, look at what he's done with that. 69 games in his rookie season, 55 games the second season, 80 games last season, 72 games this season. Like, he's a regular, legitimate top four NHL defenseman. And that's, I don't know, I think that's, shout, shout out to Gavrikov. Like, I have I have had no issues with how Gavrikov has played uh, during his time in Columbus or during his time with the Kings. I thought he was fantastic for the Kings. He gave them what they needed, which was a veteran presence, which feels weird to say, considering he's, what, like 27? Uh, and they gave him depth. Uh, they get, He gave them depth on the team as well. You know, he was he was the perfect addition. I think Corpusala was an important addition for them as well, but... If I had to hold those two up against each other, I think Gabrikov was a more important addition than Corpusalo for that team. He's, in my opinion, he's the crown jewel of the trade deadline. I yeah. think with what you just said, he's only 27 and he's only played four years in the NHL, Jay, because he came from the KHL and you know how hard they are about their players leaving. And he came here and he played great in four years. I I have nothing but positive thoughts on him. And he has that signature Selly, which any defenseman that has a signature Selly. I love him. (laughs) Like, that's the thing, you know, he's, he's just, that's what I'm going to miss. I think is I'm going to miss the, the, the Selly and I'm going to miss the, um, the Blue Jackets social media. The, the, I can't remember what the the bit was called, but it was like the CBJ helpline. And it was, kids would would call in with like i don't want to do my homework what should i do and gabrikov would give them advice and stuff or it was people would be like my girlfriend's mad because i play too many video games what should i do and i think that's going to be the real loss here is the the cbj helpline is the, the kids. real loss. um yeah and so kids. in a minute we're going to talk a little bit about who's going to replace gabrikov um not in terms of who's going to be that that solid second pair defenseman but like who's going to do what gabrikov did for this team uh, so we're going to do that in just a second here on Logs on Blue Jackets. Uh, but first, I've got to tell you guys about FanDuel. Go ahead and take your first swing at betting the MLB on FanDuel. Get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks, you'll land $200 in bonus bets whether you win or lose. That's $200. You can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. Or you can even bet on something that isn't baseball. Um, I don't know if you want to bet on the LA Kings making the playoffs now that they have Gavrikov locked up for the next two years. Or you want to bet on the Blue Jackets making the playoffs. Things like that. You can do that all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Sign up today, visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official partner of Major League Baseball uh, and also us, the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, Hayden, we have to figure out how the Blue Jackets are going to replace Gavrikov because it that feels like we knew it was coming when he was traded. We knew the defense was going to fall off a cliff. I don't think we knew how high the cliff was that it was going to fall off because it felt like it really kind of torpedoed immediately after the trade deadline. But just picked up a couple of guys that could be the new Gavrikov. Uh, one of them is even Russian. Uh, Ivan Provorov is going to be probably one half of that second pairing. And then I'm going to go ahead and guess that Damon Severson or maybe David Juracek is going to be that other second pairing guy. How do you feel about 
that like uh, either Provorov Yurachek or Provorov Severson as a replacement for uh, Gavrikov and whoever Gavrikov was playing with. I feel like he spent a bunch of time playing with um, Marcus Bjork. Yeah, well, what I think the guy that will replace Gavrikov will be, yeah, I mean, it's it's a mixed bag between those top four, right? Rurensky, Juracek, Severson, and Provorov. You you kind of can float those around however Coach Babcock chooses to. And so, like, that's, that's the, like, tactical replacement. But you know every hockey team kind of needs that sweetheart defenseman, like that guy that's just – He's just there and like he doesn't do it for any of the shine. He doesn't do it for any of his own personal shine. Like he just plays hockey the right way. And um, then he cele- celebrates. He has a signature celly. <laughs> I don't know who anybody who has a signature celly in the decor now, but I feel like Blankenberg really could be that next uh, sweetheart defenseman, that defenseman that went from, you know, not supposed to have a career in the NHL to having a flourishing career. I don't know if he'll ever make $5 million a year level flourishing, but I think Blankenberg is, is he, he, I hope he learned a lot from playing a round of Vladislav Gavrikov because I think Vladdy took a lot from a guy like David Savard. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if that string of just stay at home defenseman, uh, a defenseman that's going to, you know, be physical when he needs to cover ice when he needs to, and just put his head down and just suffer through, you know, trade rumors without, you know, saying a, a word about it and being able to give the kids help on a helpline. Like, I feel like Blankenberg can be that guy. Um, but really, that's that's what I'm rooting for um, more than anything. And that's more also because of you just said Vladislav Gavrikov went from sixth round over uh, in the drafted in the sixth round, which is like what we've talked about here in this draft process. And in these draft episodes, you don't really expect those guys to work out. To now he's making five million dollars a year on the LA Kings. Like that's that's amazing. That's that's a true success story too. You know, like that's I, I'm rooting for Blankenberg for that role. Yeah, I mean I'm rooting for Blankenberg just like in general. I think we all know this. Um, anyone who's listened to the podcast for longer than like five minutes probably knows this. Um, he wasn't a guy that I had considered as that Gavrikov replacement though, which is really interesting. Um, and I do think you're right. I think he does have a lot of similar, um attributes especially off the ice uh, by all accounts nick blankenberg is kind of a little goofy and uh has that kind of that that personality that you get with gavrikov um i don't know that he has quite as cute a dog as Vladislav gavrikov did <laughs> and uh i think blankenberg probably has it probably skews slightly toward towards more towards offense than um gavrikov does but yeah, like I'm, I'm ready for Blankenberg to succeed. I would love for him to be the guy that gets that third pairing spot that we talked about yesterday. That's kind of up for grabs, um, with you know between him and Boquist and Bean and Peak. Um, but if he can somehow figure out a way to like, Damon Stevenson is here long term. Obviously, uh, I don't know that Provorov is going to be here long term. You know, so if Blankenberg can kind of cement his place as the replacement for Provorov in, you know, a year's time, two years time, whenever he ends up leaving the team, that, uh, that could be, that could be really interesting. Cause yeah, I like Blankenberg a lot. I think he's going to be, he, he's a guy that again, he's, he's five, eight, uh, for people who, who are uh, listening to the podcast, I am doing giant air quotes there. Um, but he plays like he's much bigger. 
And I think he he has that kind of he has that bite to his game that Gabrikov did, where you don't see it a lot, and then all of a sudden he'll turn around and just level someone. Um, and because he's you know five eight, quote unquote, uh, his central gravity is much lower than the other person's, and so usually they go flying, which is a lot of fun. But yeah, Blankenberg is a really great shout for the next boss of Gabrikov. That's a lot of fun. It's a name that I hadn't really considered. Well, because I just don't think Pratt. I don't think practically with what the moves that they've made and also having Zach Wierenski and having David Juracek ready to go. Like, I don't think it's realistic for there to be a replacement for Vladislav Gavrikov, like in terms of like how last year went versus this year, I guarantee you there's probably like 30% of Jackets fans out there, maybe that are going to think Provorov is Gavrikov. Like, they're going to just assume that we've had a Russian defenseman. Like, oh, that's the same guy that we've had. Why isn't he doing his celebration when he scores? It's like, Dad, that's not the same guy. Like, come on. Like, I know you were too busy watching the Ohio State game last night to pay attention to the Jackets moves, but, you know, um, we got new guys now, Dad. You know, that's. I feel like that's how that's going to go down. Um, but, at yeah, at the end of the day, I think one thing about Gavrikov, too, there – I called Blankenberg the next stay at home, like the next stay at home defenseman, and then I obviously reminded myself how great Blankenberg is in the ozone, and I also just reminded myself how good Gavrikov could be in the ozone from time to time. Like that's he had that, flashes. Like he, he wasn't had, he wasn't like a an offensive dynamo in the same way that Nick Wierenski was, but Nick Wierenski, wow, Zach Wierenski. Um But yeah, he, he, he hasn't had played in so long. So you look Nick. up and you'd be like, oh, I guess. Vladislav Gavrikov is leading the rush, which is, I think it's, I think it's, it's a, an important thing to have as a guy that is more defensively minded. Is some if you can turn that on, and surprise the other team, maybe if they're like, oh, it's it's only the it's only Gavrikov, he he's not going to do any offense. Then suddenly he'll surprise you, which I think is what happened. Is <laughs> he surprised teams by just suddenly deciding to be an offensive defenseman? I mean, he had an overtime goal this year, and we know that that means he was one of three guys on the ice, which means at one point Brad Larson said, this guy has an offensive bag, and I kind of want to pick it apart. I want to dig into it a little bit. And there was also times this year where Gavrikov would get a tip-in goal because he was floating around just the Hanging out in front of the net, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing down there, Gavs? And he's just like, I needed to, needed to call. <laughs> Every so often, yeah, he's like, I just I need to do the celly. If I don't do the Sally for every 20 games, I'll die, you know? Yes, I love the overtime goal, too, that he scored. Like, he didn't really have enough time to hold the Sally because, you know, there's a dog pile on him. Yeah. But he did get it in. Like, he did score real quick, flew into the boards, threw it up, and then he got dog piled on. And I do, as I understand it, he has continued that Sally in Los Angeles as well, which, again, is a lot of fun, and fans over there love it as well. Um, let's take another quick break and then let's hand out a letter grade. Uh, and then Hayden, I understand you want to give some homework out as well, despite uh, if you'll allow me to continue this stupid metaphor that I have uh, started. Uh, he transferred to another school and you're going to give him some homework anyway. Absolutely. So uh, we'll do that in just a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. Okay, I know what grade I'm going to give Gavrikov. I've kind of been mulling it over um, for most of this episode, but I think I figured it out. Do you know what grade you're going to give our friend, Vladdy? I do. I'm going to give him a A minus. An A minus. I'm giving him an A minus. I think the way that 
he handled the trade rumors this year. And I think the way, like, if you really look at how he played in these games, like, you just won very rarely. Like, yes, he had turnovers. And that's why I'm not giving him an A plus or an A. I'm giving him an A minus because he had his pizzas. He had his really bad mistakes this year. No doubt. Everybody on the defense did. Some more than others. And Gavrikov certainly, like, his are memorable. But he also was carrying top minutes this year. And um, he would respond too. He would come back the next shift, and he'd throw a guy against the boards. Like that's that's who Gavrikov is as a hockey player. And in my eyes, that is the most ideal hockey player—a guy that can just forget about what's going on off the rink, a guy that can forget about the play before, just goes out there and just keeps having fun playing. And I really feel like Gavrikov is the perfect embodiment um, of a hockey of a guy that's just playing hockey. And um, I thought that's what you saw this past year, so I'm giving him an A minus. Um, I'll let you give his grade before we give him homework. Yeah, um, I'm kind of of a similar thing. I'm going to be a slightly harsher grader than you, I think. Uh, I'm going to give him a B plus uh, for basically all of the reasons that you just said. Um, I was thinking about giving him an A, but I think it just got a little bit too much for him to be, you know, that number one defenseman that you know, he kind of was thrust into that role. He didn't ask for it. It just kind of happened because everyone else was broken. Um, but yeah, I think he, I think he did a great job this season. Um, and I think, like I said, like I said, on the little, the little thing at the side of the, um, at the side of the, the video, like we're going to miss him. We are. Have we found his replacement? Possibly. But I think from a person from a personal standpoint, from a player standpoint, like I think he did a lot for this team. And uh, yeah, I think we're going to miss him. So a strong B plus. I think it's also fair to say you and I both upped his grade a little bit based off how he played in Los Angeles mm-hmm. or Los Angeles, as you put it. I really like that. How he played in Los Angeles was like it, it showed you what the work he was doing in Columbus. Like you don't just go to a team and have a positive plus minus as a defenseman, have points, you know, like, and and it not be a result from how you played at the previous Because his game didn't change. No. Is the thing. Like, I watched watched a couple of the playoff games. I watched a couple of the the Kings games uh, post-trade deadline when I could could catch them. Uh, He played exactly the same game as he played in Columbus, but he had more stability. He had a better surrounding cast. And I think this was very much a case of he showed the team what he could do if he had the opportunity in the same way that I think Corpusalo, who we'll talk about when we do like goalie reviews is he was good for a miserable blue jackets team this year. And then he went to LA and immediately was that and was that everyone was like, Oh, he's a good goalie all of a sudden. That's so weird. He's, he was, he was playing exactly the same game. He just had more support. And I think Gabrikov is a similar thing. He just, he just played his game. And uh, when he didn't have to, you know, play 28 minutes a night and, carry a rookie around uh he flourished you know so he he did a great job in in columbus in la um i'm probably gonna be in la when the blue jackets are this season so uh or next season so i'll uh i'll catch up with gavrikov then and hopefully he's still doing all of the the same things uh before we sign off hayden what is your homework for yes. uh for vladdy you know it's it's very easy Protect Corpy. Just protect Corpy. Like, well, Corpusalo is in Ottawa now. So, it's, oh, uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, so never mind. He can protect I it if he wants. I don't You're know right. Well that's gonna, You're right. Well that's Prote- I was, okay. How about protect, uh, protect PLD? 
as much as I don't okay. like PLD and how he ended his time in Columbus, we know that he is at, at the end of the day, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. PLD, um, he's a good guy. So protect him, I guess. Um, if he wants to protect Corpy, he can go to Ottawa too, I guess. He'll probably be more disappointed because he'll have to live in Canada. But, you know, Canada might not have deserved that shot. Sorry. No, that feels un- that feels unfair to the country of Canada as a whole. I'm not well, gonna dis- I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say opposite, but their fire is smoking up is Ohio real. right you know, now. The dollars are worth more in in the states. That's just how it works. So <laughs> yeah, it is. That's well, why everyone goes to Tampa yes. Bay. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. Don't go there. You're not allowed to go there, Vladislav. We've lost you too many. Go there. Too many good players to the state of Florida already. Yes. In fact, come check in with me before you are officially. <laughs> or you allow any other trades. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're good in All LA. Right? I like through you. this specific podcast. Yes. Um, Hayden, do we have anything else to say about Vlaslav Gavrikov before we? It before sounds we like he's got no homework because I don't even care if he protects Pierre Luc Dubois. I'm already. <laughs> I don't even care if he protects him. So he's he protects, off the hook. Protect the goalie. I can't think of who the. Oh, it's Cam Talbot. I think. Um, you can protect him if you want. He's the he's the new goalie now. Um, sure. Just, just continue being you, Gavrikov. I think is my homework. Um, that's kind of all we've got for today. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we are going to be talking about. Uh, oh, we're going to be picking uh, who we think are going to be the top three breakout stars for the Blue Jackets this season. Um, so guys who have maybe had their rookie seasons already and are due kind of a big step up. Guys who probably will be going into their rookie seasons, uh, maybe guys that are kind of primed to explode out of what they previously were doing. Um, so it's not necessarily going to be Adam Fantilli end list. Um, I think there's going to be some really interesting names on that list for, for you guys to, to think about and for you guys to get excited about going into next season. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find Hayden over at Hayden H971. You can find the show at LO underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, if you have comments, questions, criticism, you can email us at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets continues to be free and available uh, on all podcast platforms over on YouTube. And uh, also, if you're a radio person, you can find us on Sirius XM as well, which is super exciting. Uh, so until tomorrow, on whichever platform you choose, uh, make sure you stay. Locked on.